Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. In the first centuries of monasticism, monks in the Skeet in Egypt held to two important and fundamental practices of spirituality. The first is the practice of vigilance, and is represented by the Greek word nepsis. The second is an emptiness, or dispossessing oneself of all that is not necessary, and this is represented by the Greek word kenosis. These early monastics believed that the acceptance of vigilance and this emptying of oneself were central principles that led to a life of blessedness here on earth and forever in heaven. In today's first reading from the prophet Jeremiah, we come to understand that we should not place our trust in human beings since this leads to a kind of self-reliance, a strength of the flesh, and ultimately prepares us to turn our hearts from the Lord. This, in turn, directs our minds to grasp the idea that we should have dependence on God. Our strength should be centered on the things of the Spirit, and consequently, our hearts will always be searching for the Lord of hosts. Christ is the model of vigilance and self-emptying, Our Lord is always on the watch for the attacks of the enemy in order to guard and govern his church. He is awake to the needs of each and every one of us. In the agony of the garden, he vigils and undergoes every temptation known to man in his very flesh. The Christ is the divine physician constantly moving our wills to ask for the graces we need in order to be healed. Christ is the hound of heaven, searching after straying souls and constantly knocking at the door of unrepentant thieves. Thus, Christ's model of vigilance is concerned with his dominion over creation, his unique privilege to govern all things wisely according to his just decrees. His self-emptying or disposition disposition, is also manifested in his incarnation. He, a divine person, takes to himself a human nature. While his divinity is unchanged, He molds and fashions his sacred humanity so that it may become the perfect instrument to fulfill the Father's will. He descends into the womb of the Virgin Mary and there humbly takes upon himself her flesh and blood, 
He is nourished by her milk. He is nurtured and cared for by a mere creature. This is the greatest of all self-emptying actions, what is called the divine kenosis. Thus the scriptures say, he was made even less than the angels. And again, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In this way, we can say that Christ's kenosis, self-emptying, is concerned with an exemplary perfection of the virtue of humility. For us poor wayfarers still in this earthly exile, we probably lack both vigilance and humility. After all, these virtues are maxims that are not achieved by merely consulting St. Bernard of Clairvaux or St. John Climacus's Ladder of Divine Ascent. Instead, they are virtues that are exercised by their contraries. Humility is gained not by making fun of oneself or pretending that you are super pious because you hold your hands in a certain way. No. It is the realization of who you are in comparison with the magnificence of God and loving that infinite expanse. We lack vigilance through our many distractions, through our choosing of lesser goods, by not keeping guard over our intellect, imagination, and impassioned thoughts. We tend to live in a fantasy world that centers on some ideal situation, some bogus, ephemeral what-if. In short, we delude ourselves into thinking that we can pursue these false ideals and we will be happy. Instead, we must guard ourselves from the desires of the flesh in order that we live according to the Spirit. Vigilance, for us poor sinners, is concentrated watchfulness for the inner workings of the Holy Spirit, for the gift of his presence in our souls. In fact, according to the customs of our modern day and age, it might be more beneficial to translate these terms into something more doable and more practical. In this way, full of the most deceitful of evils and plagued by the constant bombardment of Satan's minions, we need detachment and indifference. Detachment and indifference. Detachment is the effect of having humility. It comes about because we have left the world, the flesh, and the devil behind, and therefore are fully empty and ready for the Trinity to fill us up. Detachment is that principle whereby one is able to walk away from anything that might be a hindrance to their salvation. One might walk away from his love of drinks. Another might trash the makeup pile that has fed so many sins of vanity. Or one might leave behind what he forced himself to believe was good, 
even though it was opposed to all moral standards. Detachment is not so much in the giving up of things, but in the readiness to give up anything that prevent a soul from diving ever deeper into the love of Christ. We need to be prepared for God's will to be done, not limited to and including all of those things we thought we needed and yet he wants to remove from our lives. Indifference, on the other hand, is sometimes confused with the idea of apathy. Apathy is the notion that one is free from feeling or suffering, especially the effects of a situation, persons, or various other objects. Indifference is the quality of being neither good nor bad. In other words, it is a neutral quality. It gives us the strength to see our brothers doing horribly offensive things right in front of our face without moving us to hatred or ill will or anything that is bad. It recognizes that the person who just offended us is sick, in need of healing, and is desperate for the love of Christ. The power of indifference is driven by the dispossession or self-emptying. The humble soul, void of possessions, evaluates the circumstances of life as if they were a passing thing. Through indifference, a soul does not stop to consider another's fault, but rather allows it to propel him towards the finish line. In this way, negative people, negative situations, demoralized values, all lend themselves to the upbuilding of a person with indifference. Where one would expect a soul to undergo great suffering on account of these terrible injustices, the indifferent soul sees all things as a springboard to be more fully united to the joy of Christ's all-encompassing passion. We must seek our strength in detachment and indifference and thus open ourselves to the glorious coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. A soul that possesses these two virtues constantly moves from the crucifixion to the glory of the resurrection. And it is in the resurrection that our hearts, made glorious, will always be turned towards the Lord, since they will forever see him face to face in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.